Hello and welcome to another edition of the MMA Judgment. I'm Jay. And I'm Keenan. And today we're going to look back at 1FC's Inside the Matrix card with four title fights to go over. And we'll also discuss the latest MMA news. So, we go into one FC for the first time. First experience of it for both of us. Yeah. Um, before we go into the fights, what was, your, what was your overall sort of feeling, like vibe of, of one? Um, well, I liked it. There was a lot of different things about it. Um, the weird like announcements for like the one minute point and the 30 seconds point was something a bit different. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the overall experience of it. What about yourself? Yeah, it was certainly it was certainly good. I think. Um, what well, I, I didn't mind the announcement. It was a bit was a bit strange. It was different. Um, it felt I don't know. It felt a bit like um, almost like the kind of over the top announcer you'd hear in a movie or something like that. It kind of felt like to me, but I didn't mind that. Um, you were definitely into it. Uh, commentary was a bit was. Certainly different, like not used to hearing an Australian voice on a yeah, broadcast. With, with with the commentary, like, um, the Mitch Mitch fella, I think Dragon is a, mm. he, he's I think the other one he was quite um, excessive sometimes. Yeah. When he was like just when someone was just jabbing, he was actually saying jab jab, say like, <laughs> you know he's jabbing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, um, I think yeah. the American guy. I'm not sure if he was Dragon or if he was the other guy. I'm I'm not too sure, but the American guy, just for me, he sounded like too much like Joe Rogan. He sounded like he was trying to be Joe Rogan too much. Oh, in in terms of breaking the fights down and what not even that. Was. It was just the way he was. He was like a less hyped Joe Rogan. It was just the way he was. Way he was, the way he'd speak, the way he was going, and just just the way he was describing stuff. But it was just the tone of his voice and. The way he says things um, and stuff like that, um, it just he just reminded me too much of Joe Rogan. I thought I was listening to a budget version of Joe Rogan. Um, was he the one that was getting like too hyped sometimes? Um, no, no, no. That was definitely the Australian guy. Um, <laughs> he, as I say, he was fun. It, it's Australians that are, you know, that are very sort of hyped people anyway. I think the. Yeah. <laughs> The, the car, the, I think that's probably why they're, they're so liked, I think, universally. I think. <laughs> they're, yeah. just, they're just a happy people kind of thing, and you kind of got that with him. But overall, I mean, the setup of it was, um, was 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 good. I think I didn't see none of the entrances and anything like that. I was watching the fights on, on YouTube, so oh, yeah. it, it just went straight into the fight. And it was the same on, on the one app. Um, they just go straight into the fights. No, no intros, no tailor the tapes and nothing like that, so... Um, yeah. I was kind of a bit of a shame, really, because I felt like I was going into the fights a little bit blind. Um, no idea of what 
you know records were like. I didn't know what mm. style of fighters they were or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, don't know about the advantage in terms of height. You can obviously kind of judge yourself, but reach you don't kind of you you kind of only really notice the reach when you've been told about it. Yeah. So I, it, it did feel like I was going into the fight a bit blind, but um, it meant I could sort of fly through the card at the same time. So wasn't yeah. too concerned. Bonus. Yeah, but no, it was, i say, it was a good first first opening for it. I mean, not a bad card to start on with them saying, you know, making um, making history with four title fights. It I mean... A, it was a really good card, you know, four title fights and then two, two basically good fights after that, uh, before that as well, sorry. It was, um, it was a overall good card. Yeah, like I say, it was a good one to start on, so... Let, let's get into it. So we first of all had something we're not really used to in the UFC, and that was an atomweight fight. Yeah, first uh, atomweight fight, yeah, yeah. So it was Ritu Fogat. I, I apologise in advance for the many mispronunciations of the names you're going to hear in this episode. Yeah, um, <laughs> so yeah, Ritu Fogat and uh, NSP. I'm just going to say because that's what the commentators kept saying. Yeah, try try to say your name now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Nusrei Pov. I think I don't Close know. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, one thing I'd like to point out as well is what I did like is you could tell the one thing that did help me identify what kind of fighters they were is the attire, so the different shorts and stuff like that. Oh, right, you, yeah. could, you could tell, like, so Rita Fogat was, was a wrestler, obviously yeah. didn't really come across in her attire, but then NSP, she was clearly like a, a Muay Thai fighter, a kickboxer maybe, and yeah. she had the sort of short Muay Thai shorts. Which are very flexible, so I think that's good. It allows them to still have the sort of the right attire for their fighting style, whereas I think the UFC doesn't allow that as much. Yeah, yeah, I, I think as, as well. Um, I, I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it also happens in a ring, like boxing, but I don't know if that's just reserved for when it's just like uh, kickboxing events and much martial arts events. Uh, Circle, which is weird corner. It's just purely mm. for mixed martial arts. Yeah, yeah, but it, it was a good touch. I think it's the kind of thing that kind of sets them apart from the rest. Yeah. Um, but what, what did I mean? Again, also things we're not really used to with some of the you know Western, let's say, um, MMA promotions. You know, like Ritu Fogat, fighter from India. Don't think yeah. we've had that in you know UFC or Bellator or anything like that. Uh, NSP from Cambodia, so it's it's nice. It's different nationalities. You see, you know, you kind of get an idea of maybe what some of these countries' strengths are in terms of fighting. Yeah, well, I definitely don't think we've seen uh, any fighter from India, not, not that I can think of at the minute. Um, but I mean, India looks strong with the V2. The, the wrestling is, um, she had some strong wrestling. Um, I don't know. I think NSP. She can, uh, she can get off of whatever she wants to do. She's just the pressure from uh, me too. It's just there. Now she's feeling this really. Yeah, she was. She was very good. I mean, her wrestling was very clear um, in the fight. She, she kind of. She almost reminded me of a, a, a little bit of, of Khabib the way he, he targets the wrestling. Um, like I noticed, not obviously not to that level, nowhere near that level, of course. But yeah, I, I noticed there was parts when she was trying to to lock the arm 
underneath her knee and stuff like that yeah. to gain an advantage and just stuff like that. Um, sort of very, you know, very methodical and how she was approaching it. Um, and, you know, she got the good win in the end. Uh, it was a good stoppage. Good, good ground pound as well. Yeah. Um, I think uh, at first it was a bit like, oh, well, we'll keep it going. But I think once she got a proper position and started using those elbows, I think the, the ref had seen enough of that because she went defending herself uh, yeah, no, it was it was a good it was a good fight. It was a good contest. Um, I mean, uh, the, the commentators mentioned about uh, Ritu's family being famous or something. I don't know if I miss misheard that or something. But um, yeah, I mean, um, maybe she, maybe she's a big star in India. Um, and like they said, you know, she's she's obviously vying and aiming to become the first Indian world champion in in MMA. So, I mean, with a performance like that. Obviously, first time ever seeing her, but she certainly could. I mean, I see no reason why she couldn't, you know, be be that. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about the top five as well, and they do go down the list of the top five, and I don't know any of the names, like, but you know, <laughs> I guess she, she certainly has a chance to rest and look strong. Um, we don't know what a stand up is like, she's been really display that as much obviously because wrestling is a base yeah um, but yeah he didn't really elaborate too much on the famous family but you know nonetheless it was still a, a great win a strong win uh, for yeah. um so moving on so uh a division we've been talking about outside of one for quite a, a little bit now uh, yeah so a lightweight fighter antonio caruso and edward uh uh, so again, I'm not sure if I misheard this on on the broadcast, but he was saying uh, Fowler Yang was a former two weight champion, uh, two uh, certainly one division world champion in one. He was, yeah, I believe he was the former lightweight champion. You were talking about him getting back to that title again. Um, and yeah, everyone towards it. And it kind of started with this fight with Caruso. Um, I don't know. Maybe we didn't see the rest of uh, Yang. As they were obviously making out, I think. Um, I mean, how, how, how did you have it scored? Um, so, before I, before I mention that, the one thing I will say that again sets them apart is when they announced the winner, they didn't mention how the judges scored it. They just oh, said all yeah. the judges, they just said all the judges scored the fight the same in favour of the winner, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, unanimous yeah. decision for Antonio Crusoe. Um, I had a 29-28 for Caruso. Okay. Um, yeah. I thought Caruso comfortably won the first round. Um, I think yeah. the second, probably Foley Younger thought he, he he done a bit more in the second round than, than Caruso did. Yeah. Um, and then I think the third was was quite was was a lot closer than the first two rounds, but I think. Caruso was working on his takedowns and stuff like that, and he was he was pretty successful mostly with it. Uh, I think he, again he just was the slightly more active fighter in the third round, and I probably yeah I I, I had the twenty nine twenty eight myself. Yeah, I mean I scored it differently in terms of the in terms of the rounds. Obviously the first round it was Caruso. He had a, a lot of success with the takedowns, you know, threatening the dark choke, coming close to actually getting it. Um, I also give the second round to him. He obviously dropped Follyan, and he just he didn't seem to recover 
two well after that. Um, had the takedowns again, and then the third was quite closely contested, you know, quite even, uh, in my opinion. Um, but I think uh, what I do want to say is, like, give props to the ref with the, the headbutts, because you see it make a lot of fights when the fight is flowing, and something headbutts do happen. Sometimes the ref doesn't notice that, but he was in a, a very good position there, and yeah, he's done well stopping it. And, Time. Yeah, I was surprised the referee caught that. Actually, it was a really good referee, and I didn't notice it myself. Um, I just thought Caruso caught him flush with a really good, um, you know, with a really good punch. I thought he connected with a punch. I didn't notice that it was a headbutt. So fair play to the ref. Um, I think the ref and overall Jordan Knight was was pretty solid. Uh, with the exception of one fight, which we'll, we'll come to in a little bit. Yeah, I think, um, I think it's the same thing. Uh, yeah, uh, probably, uh, well, maybe. maybe. But <laughs> I think overall, overall, the the refereeing was was solid. Um, yeah, they were very, they weren't afraid to jump in and, and stop the fight. They weren't leaving things too long. Um, but they were always, they were always on the toes, which is what I like to see with a referee. They're not, they're not sort of, they're not too eager. To jump in, but they're not afraid to at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see some, you do see some referees who leave it too long, and you see some referees who don't give it enough time. And I thought, and I thought one had a good mix of of just being completely sort of impartial, letting it play out to its natural conclusion, and stopping it at the right time. Not not too early, not too late. And as I say there's only one. I've got a bit of an issue with, and I say we'll we'll come to that. But um, yeah. As as we both agree, anyway, Caruso was yeah, the was the stronger yeah. fighter. Was the correct winner. Um, it was a good performance. I'm just trying to see. Um, I'm trying to find the scorecard for it. I want to see. I'd be interested to see how it, it was scored there. Yeah. Um, if the you know if they look at anything different there, because I know obviously some some organisations do the scoring differently than. Than the usual, but um, yeah, I mean, going back to like the ref thing, it's good when you can get, yeah, you know what? I think, you know what? I think I am, um, I think I confused myself a little bit, yeah. I didn't have it one all going into the last, I think I added the same. It, I thought that I thought for some reason I had the knockdown, um, in the third round for Cruz on oh, the second. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. my brain switched it on. So yeah, I did score it the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was just thinking about it then and thinking, I've got that wrong there. <laughs> yeah. So now, yeah, I had him trailing after two anyway. But um, Caruso, I mean, he looks he looks a good fighter. He was catching him with a lot. Um, yeah, very good really, I, as well. Yeah, I think it, a lot of that fight again, kind of, I kind of half back a little bit to the. Not, not the, it wasn't the same type of fight, of course, but just the way it played out was um, the Whitaker Cannoneer fight from the other week. Whereas we only really seen what Foliang was capable of in the third round, and it was too late. Yeah, yeah, like, um, it was a shame that to be honest with you. Um, I mean, he did get like the second wins in that third, third round because, yeah, I mean, during the second, he looked very tired, especially after the knockdown, and I think. With that third round, he just got an extra base. Maybe he realised he was down two rounds, so he needed to yeah. really go I mean, it's it. almost like the, the knockdown kind of woke him up a bit, is it? And he's kind of gone, okay, 
well, shit. I need to. Yeah. <laughs> I need to switch. I need to switch on here. <laughs> um, and you see, you can you see that happening in a lot of fights. You know, how many fights have we? Um, you know, there's been fights in the past where a fight has been close to getting finished, and it's kind of, and then the bell goes or something, mm. and it kind of wakes them up a bit, and you know, resets everything if you like. Yeah, um, and I, I think so. we've seen that with Folion, but he just didn't do quite enough. Um, I say he need he obviously he needed the finish. He yeah. couldn't let it go to a decision, but. It's a good win for Caruso, I think, especially if Foley Young's a former champ. I mean, it's, um, I, you know, again, first time seeing any any of the fighters here, but if he's a former champ, then that's a good name to have on his, on his resume. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, we haven't seen any of the fights or fighters within lightweight, but considering you were talking a lot about Foley Young and, and being the former champion and that, having a win like that is a very good for your record um, and it's only going to give him higher ranked opponents whenever he fights next. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so hopefully we get to see Caruso again um, yeah. and hopefully we get to see the, a better follow Yang in the future maybe if we if we come back to one, which yeah. I'm sure we will. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Um, so next we move on to the first title fight of the night. Strawweight Women's World Champion, and here's where the apology comes into play because I'm <laughs> going to butcher this name now, and again, I apologize. So, it. um, Xiong Jing Nan, yeah, I think that sounds all right. I, I, I think we're probably best just calling her Nan, um, and then Tiffany Teo, which is nice and easy, yeah. So, Nan and Tiffany, um, we'll, we'll, I think they're the safe bets. <laughs> Tiffany's fighting a man, <laughs> yeah, um, so obviously. Uh, Nan was the champion coming into the um, Tiffany T.O. sport in a very different look than she does on the one website at the minute. Yeah, um, on, on the website <laughs> she's actually got, got like the full head of hair, so it's a bit. Yeah. Bit of a shock to um, see <laughs> So, did you. So, I mean, how did you. did you How did you have it? Um, did you have. Did you give T.O. any rounds? I mean, she had, she had some success. Um, can't exactly recall what rounds they were, but she she obviously got to take down in mm. one or two rounds, and she found a bit of success in the strike on the left, the head kicks and some of the body shots. Um, but I think Nan's um, pressure and that kind of unorthodox right hand we were talking about was just throwing mm. it Tiffany off a bit too much. Um, yeah, the overhand hammer first, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was a, a pretty hard uh, punch to be honest with you, but it was effective because it was thrown, thrown her off again. Um, and this was a, a rematch, I think. I think in the yeah, first round, it, it didn't get past the first round. I think Nana finished T.O. So the fact that she went the full five rounds within the second round only shows her improvement. Absolutely. But um, yeah, Nan looked. Very impressive. Um, she was relentless, just non-stop. And yeah, she was great. Yeah, uh, for me, I mean, I think the problem with that, with the fight for me, for Tiffany, was that she only had moments. Yeah, she yeah. Didn't I, I don't think she had a round. She only had moments. And yeah. don't get me wrong, she probably had a couple of moments in each round. But then I think if you'd only have a moment, that's what... Um, 30 seconds to a minute of the fight of a round yeah uh, and if that's all you get in each round and the other fighters got the rest of it then 
for me, I had it unanimous, obviously, like they did. Yeah. For for yeah. Nan, I, th- I think I think Nan probably won every round. In all honesty. Yeah. Um, As you say, you only have a moment, so the other fighters having the rest yeah. of the fight. The moments they help, but you don't have anything solid. Um, no. Now with with this one, this was this one where I found that the ref a bit odd. Um, I don't okay, know this he, isn't the one where I thought the ref was odd. No. Okay, well, I don't know if he, he was a fan of uh, a fan of Nan, <laughs> um, but every time they like, shoot it, Tiffany with like a good shot. The other thing about Queenie, it's Tio, and sort of like. That was odd. I don't know what that was for. Whether it was like a mocking thing, or if I were getting punched, or like, oh, that was a big one. But I, I don't really see any other reason why you just randomly punched. Mm. Um, I'll be honest. I, I didn't pick up on that myself. Um, I think I was just focusing on the actual fighting in general. I didn't really notice the ref having too much of an impact. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was it was a good fight. Um, I think it was. I say, despite uh, not dominating for sort of ninety percent of it, let's say, um, yeah. I think Tiffany was never not competitive. If you like, at the same time, um, yeah. I think she. The issue is, I think as well, she never really troubled Nan. Um, she caught her with that one shot with her toes on the cheek, and she just, she just kind of shook it off. Yeah, she's kind of. And I don't she, she didn't. Yeah, she didn't catch a flush or nothing. But I think that kind of shown sort of I think Nam was just a step too far for Tiffany in the end um, yeah I think I mean, she was just that little bit higher as I say to show improvement because since the last fight obviously in regards to Teo is obviously she didn't make up the first round and this one she been there all the time and had made it the full five rounds so that shows good development on their side at least um, yeah definitely yeah but it was a good. It was a good way to start the fights. Um, so we move on to the featherweight title fight. So again, I'm going to butcher this name at least. Um, so Martin. No, I'm just going to say Martin. I, I think and, it, I think it's been a pronounced Newman. I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to just say Martin um, yeah. and and Tanley, Tanley um, yeah. who surprisingly is an easy pronunciation. Um, <laughs> So, Martin was the champ going into it. Yeah. Um, for me, so I was surprised with the outcome myself. I was surprised Lee ended up knocking him out. Um, yeah. I thought throughout the fight, I thought Martin was the was the crisper striker. He was the more accurate striker. I thought he was getting the better of Lee on most most occasions. I think his downfall ended up, I don't know if he cast something in the third. Um, but at the end he was kind of he was just throwing that same overhand right every time and that was it with the odd left hand but mostly he was just throwing the overhand right and Tanley was telegraphing it eventually and that's kind of what spelled the end Yeah, I think I think what he was having trouble with was um, uh, Lee's movements he was quite active and you know, moving differently but just moving one way so I think he was just having trouble trying to get that down and actually get him in, like get him still basically. But when yeah. he was standing still, he was able to throw and hit him. But I think, um, yeah, that 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 third round, I don't know if it was 
where they gassed or whatnot, but he obviously felt he was close to the finish, but he's, mm. he's kind of went for it. But that's like the advantage of having your hands down, especially with like a taekwondo um, karate background, because you, you never see where, where those punches come from. So yeah. when he's been thrown in that, and he's actually went to come in, and he's causing it the right hand, it's obviously he hasn't seen it, so he stunned him quite a bit, and that was uh, the beginning of the end. I think. Yes, yeah, so it was a good good right hand that caught him, which spelled the beginning of the end. Um bit sloppy with some of it the way he'd had to drag him back down and stuff like that. What I did notice, and I don't know if it was unintentional, if he didn't know it, um, he did try and throw a knee at him when he looked like he was still technically down, uh, like a downed opponent. He, had, he yeah, looked like he yeah. still had both hands on the floor. Yeah, um, I know what you mean, yeah. But he missed, so I suppose he just didn't look at it because of that. Hmm. But then, as I say, the, the left hand he's caught him as he's got back up was beautiful. Um, yeah. And pretty much that's what finished it. It was a very good, very good stoppage for um, for Lee in the end, I think. As I say, I wasn't expecting it to play out like that. I was expecting, especially going into that third, he was just, as I say, Martin started just throwing bombs and, and that was it. And I think that yeah. kind of showed that he was trying to finish it because he was, he was done. Yeah, the, to me, I feel like he was just getting a bit irritated with uh, Lee's movements. Now he was, mm. as they were saying, he had kind of different patterns and just moving one way. So I think he might be getting frustrated trying to get him to stand still, basically. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Lee's done well implementing his game plan, you know, staying on the move. And he's just, after that little uh, onslaught, shall we call it, in the first uh, third round. He's just waiting for his moment and he's got it right there, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a, it was a good performance and it uh, be interesting to see Tan Lee again and, and Martin, to be fair. I'd like to see both of them again. Yeah. Um, but, you know, new featherweight champion, so well done, Tan Lee. Um, yeah. So, again, back to, back to the lightweights. Um, and we had the champion, Christian Lee, uh, versus the challenger from Moldova, Ayuri Lapikus. Well done. It's not that right. Yeah, that was all right, wasn't yeah. it? Um, now, this was the fight where I had a bit of an issue with the referee. Not necessarily because of the stoppage, but when the stoppage occurred, um, I know Lee was hitting him in the back of the head an awful lot. Yeah. And I was surprised that the referee stopped it because of that. Because normally we'd expect a, a, one or two shots at the back of the head and the referee would warn them, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, he just let it happen. And that's what caused the stoppage. So, um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, dominant ground and pound from, from Lee. Um, I don't know if there's some bad blood between them, but they come flying out the gates. Oh, no, I wasn't expecting that. No. In, they both ran towards each other. You know, I think Lee had yeah. the advantage, but he's being caught straight away. You know? And yeah. then there's that whole ground game that was happening. Um, yeah, but I, I know what you mean about the... Uh, shots to the back of the heads. Um, usually, yeah, you would expect some sort of warning. You know, mm. maybe if he hadn't let it go on so much, maybe Lapis might have been able to, to get up or whatnot. Well, um, that's it, yeah. But, I mean, it's happened, I guess. The uh, referee's allowed it to go on, and yeah, the shots to the back of the head have never been good, and that's what yeah. caused this stoppage. Yeah, that, that was the one sort of blemish for the referees for me. 
And yeah. this was just was just them back of the headshots. You know, everyone knows how much damage they can do, and I think yeah. they should they shouldn't be allowed to happen. But I think I suppose the the sort of way to look at it is there's only been sort of two or three, four tops that he's actually hit him with, and then yeah. the ref stopped it. So he hasn't let it go on for too long, which is fair enough. But I, th- I think you know you can you can let him get away with one shot to the back of the head because that could be a mistake. But when it's two. Yeah. three and four that's when you've got to be like hang on a minute no you that that's not allowed you can't do that yeah. yeah so i think the ref should have stood that back up and it should have continued from there but it didn't um it so, you know it went lee got the win uh I, I like to be honest i like the look of lapicus um i think when lee tried to take him down and he sort of rolled out the back and almost sort of gone into a walls of jericho yeah 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 <laughs> so he's done that, that was, was 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 nice um He's, he's got the look of a good fighter him, and I think it's just unfortunate. I think that he, I, and I don't know if the reason he wasn't defending himself was because these shots were to the back of the head and he was just expecting the ref to get him off or something. Yeah. Well, maybe he um, has just really felt the effects of them. Possibly. We, we, I don't, we'll, we'll not really, we'll not find that out, I suppose. But, but you know, I, I say, I did like the look of Lapicus. Um, I thought he was, I thought he was exciting. He, he was trying innovative things that I've never seen before. Um, yeah. And he just come up short, unfortunately. Um, it can happen, but oh. I'd, I'd like I'd really like to see Lapicus again. So if that was up to you, considering your your feelings towards the ref and the stoppage, would you? If it was up to you, would you have them run that back and fight again, or do you think it's just one um, of those things? I don't. I, it depends. I think it. I think for now, at least, it it just have to be one of them things. I think when you see. Caruso getting a win over a former champion in lightweight. Maybe again, we don't know how how the rankings are in, in one stuff like that. But yeah, you'd have to believe with a win over a former champion, he's that Caruso is going to be in the talk at least for the title fight. Um, yeah. And maybe if they don't go with that, maybe they do look again at Lapicus. Um, who knows? But I wouldn't mind seeing Lapicus again. I wouldn't mind seeing Caruso get a, a shot there. Yeah. Obviously, we don't have any more experience with with the lightweights in in one, but from the ones we've seen, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing either any of them again. Um, yeah, I'd like to see I'd like to see Lapicus and and Christian Lee go longer. I'd like to see more of them. Just yeah. to know again, we've said it before. You know, when a fighter finishes another so quick, you don't really get a chance to see what either fighter's like. But mm. you know, I think from from Lapicus especially, you did see stuff that we haven't really ever seen before. Yeah, at least in that, um, that short period of time as well, he was yeah. able to show some of himself. Yeah, so main event, uh, middleweight championship, uh, Angler and Sang. I'm just yeah. going to call him Sang. <laughs> uh, and Rainier Derrida. Um, so, oh. okay, um, so what I did notice with that is obviously, you know, Derrida's Dutch. Um, yeah. But they were talking about Sang having that sort of Dutch kickboxing background, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, but you couldn't really use it, could he? No, no. Well, first off, what I, what, I, what I want to point out before we go into it is on the app, like, you get to you know, like, pick your fights and that. And how fans scored it was 7% of people only went with uh, the winner to win. 7%? Um, 7% of people. Um, so like, that that's that's crazy. Um, but another thing that I want to point out to me, and like I've seen some highlights, and in one of them, Derrida, like 
got a like a down down the point and he kind of throws in me um like from a north south position all right and yeah I, I guess i think he knocks him out anyway um but i just thought like that might have been you know not allowed um but yeah i was just let's say i mean one may have different rules you know the sort of the rules of MMA could be different in, I think they were in Singapore for that, weren't they? Yeah. So, you know, the rules could be different. The MMA rules could be different in Singapore. Maybe you can do that to a, you know, don't forget that part of the world where you had pride and strike force where anything went. So, yeah. it would stand to reason that, yeah, you can down and neither, uh, you can down and neither opponent. <laughs> <laughs> you can neither down the opponent and, you know, you can lift in the back of the head, I suppose, when you consider strike force and, and pride as I say when you consider them the same part of the world maybe it maybe it is different rules yeah maybe but um yeah so this one is uh, first round finish um the rhythm really good um you know he, he got that take down straight away and yeah he just started working from there then we had the seat out um yeah I, I've got to be honest with you though when he actually kind of got the really like, choke in and it was over his chin kind of I was expecting Sam to actually be able to push it over it looked like he was going to but then it just kind of like his arm mm. just kind of slipped under yeah it, it was almost like sweat or something made it slip under yeah um, it was it was a bit strange I think it was very smart I think the commentator said that he'd said it in the build up that he knew he weren't going to be able to knock Sang out yeah he knows how resilient he is and stuff like that so I think he's been smart. He hasn't even attempted to have a stand up with him. He's just took it down. He didn't. He didn't rush anything. He knew what he needed to do. He knew he needed to get the early take down, which he did. And you know, he's had his back. He's he's worked him over. Um, you know, Sang didn't really f- seem like he had a, a way out. And when yeah. he did, he he got on his back and got him straight back down. So it was a very good performance from Dedede. And you know, he he got the uh, got the submission in the end, and again, new champion. He basically choked out the Debbie's pipe on. Um, but yeah, I would like to see him uh, in Sang a bit more. Obviously, he was a, obviously before his loss, he was the two division champion um, with the weight and light heavy. Mm. I'm not too sure in terms of his winning streak, what he was on. Um, but again, I mean, that's, that's the thing with watching sort of for the first time. You, you know, you're not going to see. Everything, especially when it finishes fast. So, but I, I would like to see him in Sang a bit more. He, he, he looked comfortable at first in terms of defending uh, the choke when he was in like, the seated position. Um, but as you say, I think uh, Dredd's just being patient and waiting for his opening. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what it was with the choke. Cause as I say, I thought like, uh, Sang might have pushed it over, the, over his head. And, Broke at least, but you know, it, it, it can like, kind of look like he, he give up after a while and then it just kind of like slid under. Um, yeah, so I don't know if he was just he might have been a bit tired in terms of like just the depression that the way the rhythm is doing. Well, yeah, I think what you can't underestimate is you know, I think a lot of people do as well is, is how much just being in that sort of seatbelt position does take out you. Because yeah. don't forget, you know, it, it completely affects the breathing. So it probably was just that he was he was done in just from 
because that, that's a lot of pressure, even though they're just stand, uh, sitting there, sorry, that that's still a lot of pressure that's being exerted and, and put on him, so he's still, he's going to tire quickly, and yeah. did it new, I think, did it new, I think get him out there, get him out there early, I don't think it, I think maybe the later it went on, I think it probably would have ended up favouring Sang more, so it was a, it was a very good, smart performance from did yeah, I think in the like post fight interview he had, he he did predict that he'd get it done in the second round. Um, All right. So I guess if it went further on, he would have been comfortable. Um, but obviously, second round might need it because he's got everything done that he wants to do in the first. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see them back again. Um. To be honest with you, I'd like to see everyone. Like on the card again, and um, because even though some of the fights that we that didn't last long, you still seen a bit of some of them, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a good, like, I agree, I would like to see all of them again. It was a good card overall. Um, I say it was a good one to start on with one, I've never seen it before. Yeah, it was, it was a good place to start, you know. Obviously, we know there's like Eddie Alvarez and, and Demetrius Johnson are the only ones I knew, I know of that. That are in there at the moment. There may be more that I'm not aware of, but I know there's, there's certainly them too. Yeah. I so think, um, it'd be interesting yeah. to see them eventually in getting to fight in one. Um, I was looking at Johnson's record earlier. He hasn't fought for nearly a year. Ah, really? Um So I don't know if it's to do with maybe travel restrictions or something like that. Yeah. I don't know if they're based over there now or if they're based back in the US still. So I imagine travel restrictions are causing an issue there. If, if that's the case, but it'd be interesting to see them two fighting one just because it's a completely, you know, I think it's a different sort of level of opponent. I think they probably fight more well rounded opponents in the UFC. Yeah. But I think, especially with it being sort of an Asian um, promotion, you're going to see more, more emphasis on Thai boxing and Muay Thai and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think they're gonna, you know, you're gonna get more elite players in 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 them games than you are in the UFC in in the same because I think the UFC does did appear does at least at least on first in impression anyway, UFC seems more well rounded in terms of what the fighters' sort of strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah. Whereas here, it, I think you did notice there was a lot of very well versed strikers in one. Yeah, and. As I mentioned earlier, I think that's what sometimes the ring is used for is when it's like a, if it, not mixed martial arts, but it's it's different forms of mm. martial arts. So like you have a new type fight and then, you know, the next fight could be a, a full mixed martial arts one. So yeah. I guess the, it, they do allow different forms of martial arts, not just mixed, um, which again is a different aspect to it compared to like Bellator and UFC and LFA, they're the ones that we watched. Um, yeah. But obviously, we didn't get to see that kind of card. Um, maybe that's one that we could look for in the future when we're doing, you know, different forms of martial arts on one card. Um, yeah, I mean, there's still obviously some promotions that we we do need to get a chance to see. Um, there's Invicta. Yeah, um, which we we need to sort of get around to at some point. Well, There's... they have a card on the 20th of this month, I believe. So, yeah, I see. I did see that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's Invicta, there's uh, Ryzen, 
Yeah. I'm not really sure how you pronounce it. I think it is Ryzen. Yeah. We've got that. Um, I don't think they've had many events because of the whole pandemic. Um, so be interesting for when they get back. Um, there's obviously uh, Cage Warriors, obviously yeah. the UK, UK based. So that'd be interesting for us. Mm. Um, particularly, you've got um, Professional Fighters League. Yeah. Um, which, again, the way theirs work is it, they work completely different. So they have like an actual league, which oh, is in the okay. name, I suppose. Yeah. So it works a bit more like a traditional sport. Don't know how exactly they work it, um, but that'd be interesting, interesting. to see. But yeah. they've cancelled their whole 2020 season. Oh, okay. um, and they're going to be starting again 2021. So again, there's a few sort of big, bigger promotions to for us to go over still. Yeah. And obviously some, some smaller ones, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure there was a... There used to be a a, a promotion fighting out of um, Alaska, an Alaska-based promotion. Yeah, I think I think I remember you saying saying this to me at one point. Um, I'm just sure you did. But obviously, another one for us to watch and what we spoke about on match week. Is, yeah, uh, there you go. Alaska, Alaska fighting if some mission underground. Yeah, we, we obviously yeah. need to go to that. Uh, that would be a very different experience because obviously yeah. there's no striking. It is completely sub- submission based, so that will certainly be interesting. Um, yeah, definitely. Especially for us, I think that's probably going to be more like I imagine it's going to be have a feel of like collegiate wrestling. Mm. Um, you know, Greco Roman, maybe I don't possibly that's that's my initial thought in how it would go. Um, but yeah, there is one Alaska, Alaska FC. Yeah, sounds like a football team rather than a yeah. <laughs> what is that? Is that mixed martial arts or do that present different? Yeah, no, it's a um, it's it's a it's a martial art. It's a promotion. So yeah, they've they've had some. So that's still that's still going ahead by the looks of things. Oh no, wait, sorry. The last two events, the dates go from oldest. Uh, sorry, newest to old going down. So I was going down thinking it was events coming up. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the last two have been the last two events have been cancelled. Yeah. Um every event looks like it comes out of the same arena, the Alaska Airlines Center in Anchorage. Uh, but yeah, the last two have been cancelled. They had one scheduled for the thirteenth of May. Got cancelled. So again, I'm pretty sure they're on Fight Pass. So Yeah. When they do come back and hopefully they do, that'll be an interesting one to see. Um you don't really see anything out of Alaska in sport in, in uh, general, really. True, yeah. Um, so it'll be, be interesting just for that. But as I say, there's certainly some some things we need to, to go over. Bare Knuckle FC. Bare Knuckle, yeah. They, 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 there's a lot, like a lot of organisations that we can't look at, as I say. Yeah, there's, there's tons. And you've got even so, stuff like, uh, I'm not even sure if it's still gone, but like Pancras and stuff like that. Um, I, think that I think that was I'm a promotion. I'm not sure that, that is going. Um, I don't know if someone bought that or it just kind of like went under. Um, I'm not too sure. But I don't think it's going anymore. Um, it looks like it. I mean, looks like it's still going. Yeah, in 2015, Pancras signed an exclusive long-term deal to be streamed live and exclusively on UFC Fight Pass. So, oh, okay. yeah, Pancras is another one. Yeah. Um, I said, there's, there's that many out there. I mean, we could probably do... You know, if we wanted, we could probably do the next ten episodes where we didn't have a UFC card on it, which is which is really good. 
Yeah. Um, but, as um, much as UFC will always be our go-to and our sort of our first love, if you like, um, it, it's nice that there's so much options out there for us. Yeah, and um, just to um, go on what you said before, we kind of ain't loud. And we're going to actually sort of name these these episodes when we're looking at different organisations, aren't we? But we're not entirely too sure what we're going to call them yet. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just, we were just discussing it, like you said before, and it's just a way to try and sort of differentiate the episodes mm. because I think we've we've done a few now where we've sort of gone into different things and obviously we've had a couple of interviews on yeah, um, and stuff like that. So, you know, I think there's just some people out there who might only tune into us for the interviews or might only tune in for our fight reviews and breakdowns and stuff like that. Yeah. So if we, if we can just differentiate, it makes life a bit easier. But we are sort of, we are in discussions every day about what we want to do with this. Um, yeah. You know, even in terms of potentially um, sort of rebranding in the future. Um, as much as we do, obviously love the sort of following we've already built up with MMA Judgment. Um, we did have it as kind of just a, in our heads at least anyway, as a, as a temporary name just so we could get out there. Yeah, it was just a start and point where we were again. Yeah, um, but we, we don't know. We're, we want to we wanna venture out. We were... We've, we, you know, with our interviews, they will get put up on YouTube, so we are on YouTube as well. Um, yeah. So you can subscribe to us. Uh, the interview that we've done with uh, Jake Foley, J4MMA, that's up on YouTube. Uh, we're in the process of putting on the interview with uh, Chris from Unmatched. Yeah. Um, which, which you can get on Spotify now as well, but... Uh, with the interviews, we will we will get them on YouTube, so you, you can get on us there. I'd say we're looking at... We're hopefully going to be looking at a website soon. Um, and we're going to try and you know we are very much new to this we are very much yeah. sort of <laughs> amateurs when it comes to yeah. sort of you know just the likes of editing and, and content creation and stuff like that but you know we're trying we're, we're trying to make it as, look as professional and official as possible so bear, us, bear with us we will get there and we appreciate yeah. all the support so far um, yeah I think you uh, mentioned me before, before this um, I mean Spoke about it briefly with um, unmatched is uh, Jan and Izzy. Now it looks like they have a the go ahead, right? Yeah, looks that way. So, um, in the press conference from uh, the hall and silver card, which we're not going to go into any details because some people might have seen it. Yeah, so we don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the press conference for that, Dana basically said that that's that's the next fight for for them. So Jan and Izzy is. I suppose largely a done deal. Um, See, for me, it's uh, how does that work? And um, how do the other how do the fighters gonna gonna feel? So, for example, you've got Santos and Shearer fighting next. Obviously, the winner of that will be looking at a title shot. Obviously, with Corona, they won't. He's next in line, so it's. Uh, how do you wait for to do the Jan and Izzy fight first or do you give them their opportunity and then have Izzy and Jan? I think you've got to go, I think you've got to give Whitaker his shot first because, you know, say say Izzy fights Jan and say whichever way it happens, if Jan wins or, or Izzy wins, you know, say, say Adesanya gets injured in that mm-hmm. fight, can't fight for six months. And again, I spoke about it with, when we were talking about the potential of a of a lightweight tournament for the new champion, say somebody gets badly injured and say, so say Izzy gets badly injured, 
can't fight for six to nine months, let's say. Yeah. And then Whitaker in that time wants to fight again because he's you know he's finally sort of fully healthy. He's had a few health issues in the past, hasn't he? Yeah. He's finally fully healthy. He's looking better than ever at the minute. And then he goes and fights someone else, and say you know say he loses. Um, yeah. Where, where where does that leave everything then? It's I think you've got to give Whitaker his chance first. And if if he wins, then yeah, move up to light heavy and fight Jan if that's what you want to do. But I think it'd be a massive disservice to Whitaker if he doesn't get a shot first. Yeah, and I think that applies to Santos and Tashira as well. I mean, they're fighting next week, I think. So whoever wins will get the title shots after that. So you need to do them service as well and whoever wins that after shot and then look at it. But um, yeah. another thing to look at, uh, I think you, you said this before as well, is if Wizen does go, does he vacate the title or does he go as uh, a double champion? And if that does happen, is he going to go to light heavy again and defend it? Well, that that's the question, isn't it? At the minute, I think the fairest way, if is he's going to be going up to light heavy for the title for the title fight next, I think the fair way is um, that he vacates. Obviously, UFC at the last couple of years, so we've had this sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, this passion, if you like, of, of making as many double champs as possible and I don't understand it, but yeah, I, I imagine they'll probably let Izzy keep the belt and go up to like Devi and fight for the belt, but the fairest way to do it for me, if Izzy's fighting for fighting Jan next, vacate the middleweight. Izzy goes up then, make, in my opinion, yeah, I think he should vacate it and either let's go back, get the title or he fights someone in the middleweight division for it mm. and then obviously if they're going to give Izzy Jan straight away, then obviously Santos and Tichera can fight the winner of them. Um, but do you think this is just like a whole if bigger scheme to get to light heavyweight to eventually like Jones for Adesanya? Um, no. Um, um, I think I think at the minute, at least anyway, I think Adesanya is using Jones's name to to facilitate his title shot. Um, I don't think at the moment I don't think he wants anything to do with Jones despite what he keeps putting on Twitter and stuff like that I don't think he does you know if he did he would have went up to light heavy when Jones was still in light heavy all of yeah. a sudden Jones moves to heavyweight and Izzy goes you know what yeah I'm going to move up to light heavyweight it's a bit like he's just using I feel like he's just using Jones's name to to say look Dana I'll beat Jan, I'll beat Jan yeah. and then I'll fight Jones but then if he beats Jan He'll probably go. I'm gonna go back down to middleweight. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's almost like that. Like he's avoiding Jones, but he's use, using his name at the same time to profit himself yeah. in, in a way. That's how it feels to me. Yeah, but say Dana's Dana's pretty much confirmed it. So, um, I mean, obviously we 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 only done an episode a couple of days ago, so we've kind of already covered all the news. But that's obviously the big news after that. As yeah. I say, without talking about the card, um, then yeah, that that's the big news at the minute. So it looks like that's going to happen, and we may see another double champ. Yeah. Um, kinda. <laughs> Again, as much as we're not McGregor, kind of, it's almost like it takes the shine off him being the first double champ because they've had, I think it's what four now, four double champs at least. You know, yeah. McGregor, DC, yeah. Zahudo, yeah. um. 
and uh, who's the other one? Was it Amanda? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, if Izzy goes up with mid, with the middleweight belt and wins light heavyweight, he's the fifth double champion. What would it be? Three years, four years? Yeah, but uh, in my opinion, I think if he goes up, it's either vacate it and fight for the light heavy, or if you're gonna have both actually depend both when it comes to it. Yeah. You know, because you, you don't want to can another McGregor where he wins and then doesn't defend it and then has to vacate it. Yeah. Um, but whatever he decides, or if he does the right thing for the, each individual division. Yeah. Um, if Izzy does go up as we expect, he will. And he does vacate the middleweight belt, say Whitaker's next in line. Who would you like to see getting the shot against Whitaker? Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe obviously you can't really put Cannonier in there anymore because he, he just lost to him. Um, so no, I think as we've said before, I mean, so tell us about this, Candy. Tell us about Whitaker. Yeah, that was Whitaker's last fight before uh, Cannonier. Yeah. So obviously. Um, I suppose is who's still fighting next? It's Hermanson, isn't it? Hermanson, yeah. Yeah, is that? I assume that's still a middleweight. Yeah, middleweight. I, I think it's happening in um, in December. I think. Yeah. So okay, let's. I mean, I don't know who else there really is at the moment, but would just Hermanson get to that shot if he beats still? Um, I don't know. I mean, if. Izzy goes up, and obviously, as you say, it kind of opens up uh, that division. So, I mean, I guess anyone can really go for it. Um, but, I mean, let's have a look. So, um, so yeah, so if we're looking at it, um, you got Whisker is number one contender, obviously. Mm-hmm. Paulo Costa is second um I don't think they're fourth before a big Whitaker and Costa in the kind of Jack Manson's for Romero till Brunson that's the one and uh, um, Wyman so I mean yeah I mean I, I don't see why till I mean it's, in fairness it's still a pretty stacked division yeah, um, I mean, as I said, I if, if think at the minute. Yeah, if if um, if he goes, then it it opens it up, and it's mm. they've got a lot of options that you can do with it, it's similar to a uh, lightweight. Yeah, it, it is stacked, so they've yeah, got a lot of options. Yeah, I think at the minute, I think I think middleweight is suffering a little bit. I say it, it's a good division, it is, uh, but I think a lot of it is. Some of these at the moment are bigger names than they are, sort of deserving fighters. If that makes sense, like Weidman has been very up and down for yeah. a bit, but he's a big name. Yeah. Um, that until he's lost his last, well, he lost his last fight, didn't he? Obviously against yeah, Whitaker. Yeah. Um, and then he lost obviously two in a row to uh, to Masvidal and Woodley. Yeah. So I mean, his recent record, Darren Till again, he's a he's a big name, he's a he's a likable character, but he's not in he's not in title form at the moment. He, he's not deserving of a shot at the minute. Yeah. Uh, you know, Paolo Costa, he's he's just come off a loss for the title. 
it's hard to say that he should go back straight back into contention if Izzy does vacate some. I think at the moment, while there's a lot of names and, and good names in the middle with division outside Robert Whittaker, it's hard to say who really is is deserving of a title shot at the minute. Yeah, I mean, Telford with Gastelum, um, he he won that. Yeah, um, and then obviously he lost to Whittaker. So, and then was it was so before Gastelum was that the two losses was it? Yeah, so he uh, before that he'd lost to Maxwell and Woodley. Um, so yeah, that before that he beats, beats Wonderboy and Soroni, hadn't he? Um, before that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so don't get me wrong, as I say, he, he's made a name for himself because he's he's sort of, he's he's loud, he's fun. Um, <laughs> which he is fun, he's let's be honest. He, and don't get me wrong, his ability-wise, he is very good. Um, yeah. I think he's just, the Masvidal one is, I suppose, probably the hard one to take because it kind of just come out of nowhere with Masvidal. Um, and then, as I say, Woodley, Woodley outclassed him. You, you can't really deny it. Yeah. So, as good, you know, as I say, Darren Tilly's good. He's not quite at that sort of world title level just at the minute. Whether he'll no. get there or not remains to be seen. But I, I say I the middle, middleweight's well. a difficult decision, I think. I think it's a difficult decision, division, rather, at the moment. Um, yeah. I say outside of Whitaker and Adesanya, it's hard to say who would, you know, if if Kananier didn't give Whitaker any real problems, it's hard to see anybody else in the division at the moment doing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that you, know, you never this... know. Maybe uh, I was just going to say, you know, you've got uh, Rumble coming back. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what division he's coming into? I'm not too sure, but obviously he's back in the testing pool. Um, he's fought a lot of divisions. He could, you know, he could certainly be a a factor yeah. if he decides, you know, new, to go new, back. Not not a new element, but obviously he's come back. So he's yeah, but you know, he's fought. He's fought the mix. He's fought in everything from heavyweight to welterweight, and you know, everybody knows about his power. Like yeah, he's probably got the most. <laughs> he's probably got the most dynamite fists in UFC. Yeah, maybe outside, maybe apart from Francis and Ghana. Yeah, <laughs> mad power. It's so mad his power <laughs> is is crazy. And to be fair, can't wait to see him come back. He's he was always one of my favorite fighters. Yeah. Um, so, but you never know if he decides to go back to middleweight. That's a contender straight away. Mm. Um, who knows? I mean, don't know. Even though they're saying it will happen, depends. Like how soon it might happen. Is is it going to yeah. be there? It happens after those yeah. uh, contenders actually have the fight, or you know. So he's only, as usual, he's only give little bits of it. Um, yeah. So obviously, well, he'd be a fool to give any more away at the minute, wouldn't he? Yeah. You know, we all know in UFC it's it's very easy for things to fall apart. Mm. So we'll wait and see see what happens. It's a, uh, I suppose, but at the very least, it keeps things interesting. So let's wait and see what happens um, yeah but I think we will leave it there for today yeah um, so lo- lots of fun going over one and can't wait to see more of that as we yeah. say we will we will bring you some more from different promotions in the future so obviously keep your eyes and ears peeled for that and thanks very much for listening hope you all enjoyed it <laughs>